This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor's message on empowering others through encouragement speaks simply to the power of an encouraging word sown in love to someone who needs to hear it. It may be a word of praise for a job well done or a word of encouragement for one not so well done. God has given us all the ability to reach out to others because the world needs encouragement. It's all about the truth that was spoken over Abraham. You have been blessed to be a blessing. Now here's Pastor to speak of that powerful responsibility God gave all of us to be a blessing to someone else. I have a very simple, basic message, but one that I just thought would be so important to review and to teach. I want you to open in your Bibles to our first opening, which would be Philippians chapter 2. Philippians or Philippians chapter 2. And then if you have an extra finger... Um, let's go to Acts chapter 14. Uh, we'll, we're going to look at a verse in there as well. So the title, if I were going to give a title to this message for this weekend, it would be this. You ready? This is really simple, but very powerful. Empowering others through encouragement. Empowering others through encouragement. And I think one of the most important things that you and I have to reflect on and think about is that we have the ability by God to be encouragers in a way that will empower another human being. So much of our lives are focused on ourselves. And if we're not careful, our church experience becomes very much, our Christian experience, not only our church experience, but our Christian experience becomes very much that. We come to church because we need a good word. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're reading the Bible because we need something or we're connecting with somebody in the church because we're looking for something. Did you ever get with somebody and all they do is talk about themselves? That's all they, you, know, you tell you all about what, what they need. Or what. See, if we're not careful, we're going to become so self-focused that we're going to get out of focus. And we've got to be reminded of, of one very important uh, thought, and that is, is that we're, we're called to be those kind of people that reach out beyond ourselves. Because we all have stuff going on, right? Everybody's got an issue. How many have got an issue going on in your life right now? Right? Some of you put two hands up. That's pretty cool. All right. That means you've got a whole lot of issues going on. All right. So we all have issues going on. But if, if, we, if we become so clouded and fogged by those issues, we're going we're gonna to not live up to our Christian experience or to our Christian, to what God really desires for us to be, our Christian expectations or the expectations that the Lord has for us. And thus, we're, we're going to be ineffective, not only to others, but even to ourselves. Empowering others through encouragement. The world needs encouragement. How many, how many of you know the people around you need to be encouraged, right? And, and you and I are that vessels of encouragement and should be and could be and can be according to the Word of God. So let me read Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3 and 4. I'm going to read it at two versions. We'll start with the New King James it says, let nothing 
be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but the interests of others. So the word's telling us that we shouldn't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit. In other words, what we do, we shouldn't just do it out of our own personal selfish reasons and purposes, but that we've got to think beyond that and realize that God wants to bless us. God wants to increase us, but I'll refer to a verse that's found in the Old Testament. It says, you have been blessed to be a blessing. God said it to Abraham. He said in Genesis, you are blessed to be a blessing. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. So each and every one of us has to come to this realization that God wants to bless us. Many of us are walking in some degree or level of God's blessing. But the purpose of that blessing is not just to spend it on yourself or your own family, your own wants, desires, and needs, but that you have been blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. God wants to work through your life. God wants to use you to go out into the world and dispel darkness and to push back the works of darkness and the works of, of the devil to help somebody along the way in their walk in pursuit of their relationship with God and the things that they're seeking from God and from God's Word. So we must see ourselves as conduits that God works through, channels of blessing, and we must be ready, positioned, and, and ready to go anytime God would bring somebody across our path. And as it has to do with this powerful thing called encouragement, this is something that everyone can do. It doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't really cost you much time. But it pays such awesome benefits to the hearer because everybody needs to be encouraged along the way. There are so many discouraged people. Maybe some of you sitting here today are battling with some form or level of discouragement. And all you need is for a person to come by and speak something to you uh, to encourage you in your race and encourage you. I know myself that it's, it's awesome when people encourage me and, you know, get, get a note, get a, a, an email, get a text or a face-to-face. Uh, someone will come to me and talk to me in person. And and, you know, just pastor, you know, you're doing a great job or, you know, that message really blessed me, you know, and they say all kinds of nice things. Now, now you, you can't thrive on that stuff. That can't be what makes you go. But along the way, that kind of encouragement really gives you a boost. And it's like, wow, somebody really cares about what I'm doing. Somebody's actually receiving. Somebody actually cares about me. How powerful, how empowering encouragement can be to a human being. How we possess within us this power. You know, likewise, discouragement, you know, speaking discouraging things to people can be equally as powerful, but in a devastating way. Where encouragement becomes such a positive tool, and especially because we who know the Word of God, we who are versed in the Word of God and and are, are filled with the Spirit of God, we not only bring a word of encouragement, but we bring it through the Word of God, through the Spirit and by the Spirit of God to those around us. And, and I think you'll finally agree with me. There are a lot of people that need encouragement. And we are the conduits. We are the tools. We are the vessels through whom God will work in this world to bring that encouragement to somebody. And even as I'm speaking, you see, because a lot of times we come to church, it's like, well, you know, I really need a good word today. Uh, I really, well, you know, or, you know, I've got this issue going on in my life. I hope pastor addresses it. And I understand that. We do come to church and we do need to get our needs met. But did you ever think that maybe you're coming to church for somebody else today instead of yourself? 
Did you ever think that maybe God planted you here because someone's going to need a word of encouragement from you? Or a prayer from you? Or just a hug to say, hey, I missed you and I'm glad to see you, or, or whatever it be? Did you ever think that maybe God wanted to use you to give instead of you just coming to receive? Now, you do come to church to receive. There's no doubt about that, and you should, and that's the purpose. You're here to be taught and to be fed and to be you know, filled up. So that, but you're, you're here to get that so that you can in turn turn it on to somebody else, give it to someone else. And what happens in the church often is that we come and we become, now, I don't, I'm not saying this to, be, to insult anyone, but we eat so much of this spiritual food that we become spiritually fat and lazy. I'm not talking about, I didn't call anybody fat and lazy. I'm saying, spiritually speaking, we, we just come and we receive and we go. And we don't ever use that for the good of somebody else. As a matter of fact, what's even worse sometimes than that is that we come and receive and we forget and walk out the door and just go back into our regular life and regular, you know. And we forget the messages and we forget the word and we forget about God's anointing in our life. We forget about the power of God working through us. We come to get blessed so that we can go out into the world and be a blessing to somebody else. We receive... Jesus said, freely you have received, now freely go and give. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to go out and to give it, not just consume it for ourselves and keep it to ourselves and and become spiritually lazy with it. We're called to take this encouragement that we get on a daily basis or weekly basis when we come to church, be encouraged in the Word of God, and then take it and say, who can I encourage along the way? Because encouragement is empowering. There's something about encouragement that people really latch on to encouragement. So in the Living Bible, this Philippians 2.3 says it this way, Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't just think about your own affairs. Let me say that again. Don't just think about your own affairs. Don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and in what they are doing. Did you ever get what somebody all do is talk about themselves? Yeah. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. This happened, that's happened. Either it's either good or bad. You know, it's like, well, I'm going through this, going through that. Or, you don't know, it's been really heavy, really hard. Oh, Pastor Ray, please pray for me. And they get speak to you for about 45 minutes. By the time I'm finished, I got to go home and take a nap. I'm like worn out. Never once did they even take a breath to say, how are things going with you? Tell me a little bit about your life. All they do is be talk about themselves because they're so self-consumed. And one of the things that you and I as believers, especially as believers, have to be very, very careful of is that we don't become so self-consumed that we're not interested in anybody else's affairs when the Bible tells you not only to be interested in your own affairs, but be interested in others' affairs as well. We're supposed to be interested in what other people are doing and what's going on in their life. And be ready at any point to offer some encouragement to that person so that they can be empowered by that word of encouragement and they can continue on in their walk and in their race and in their development as a believer, getting finally to the destination that they seek, desire, and and, and are looking for in their life. You and I have that ability and have not only that ability, but we have that, that command from the Lord. And we'll see it as we look at these verses this morning. So... Encouragement is a powerful thing. Let's look at um, Acts chapter 14. And 
Here Paul is out there preaching with some of the disciples and everywhere he's going he's just hitting opposition. And um, does that sound like you in any way? You know, no matter what, just keep coming up against opposition, just trying to preach the gospel, live for God. Do Well, you know, why in the world you will have trouble? Right? Jesus said that. Why in the world you will have But take, take heart, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So I want to just show you here that Paul, um, we're going to read verse um, 21 and 22. But before we get to verse 21 and 22, you find that Paul... Uh, was out there and he, he raised a, a man from, uh, that had no f- strength in his feet and he was sitting there. He was crippled from his mother's uh, womb and Paul reaches out and gets him up and gets him walking and it causes a whole stir just because he's doing the Lord's work. And um, how many of you would agree with me it could be pretty discouraging when you're doing something good and people look at it as evil. You're doing something good and you're sold out because you know the good but not everybody is going with you. Other, sometimes people have a different opinion about what you're doing. And in this case, there was a group of religious people that had a different opinion of what Paul and the disciples were doing. They didn't really appreciate the fact that they were preaching Jesus and miracles were happening. So it got so hot and heavy that they actually stoned Paul. Now, how many of you agree with me that stoning is not a, not a good thing? Some of you get insulted and you fall into despair for weeks. You won't talk to anybody or you... You, you, you get depressed over it because you got insulted. Paul got stoned for doing nothing other than preaching the gospel and bringing healing to a man who, who had no strength in his legs. And, 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 and for it, he gets totally beat up, totally stoned. Paul is stoned. He's beaten. You bumped his, like bumping your head, right? It, it hurts. It, it, it's insulting. Did anyone ever hit you? Did you ever get hit by somebody? That's like the most insulting thing that a person can do to you. And Paul walks away from that experience, and this is what he says in verse 21. It says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city, they had left where they were, and they went to a place called Derbe. And it says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city, and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Now listen. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. So instead of them, you know, licking their wounds and being so discouraged because they weren't being received and they weren't being listened to, instead they push through it and they take that occasion to turn it around and to encourage somebody else. Strengthening and encouraging and exhorting the disciples in their faith. Tell them, listen, don't give up. This is probably what the conversation was. Can I just read into this conversation a little bit that Paul was having because he was preaching at them? He said, listen, guys, we're all going through the same garbage. Don't you worry about it. God is with you. You're going to get through this time. You may be insulted. You may be hurt. You may be persecuted, but God knows exactly what's going on in your life. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. You back up. You stand tall. You stand tough. You face off all of this opposition. And I promise you, God's going to bring you to the other side unscathed by it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Strengthening the disciples. Well, that's a picture of what you and I ought to be doing. We all go through stuff. We all get our bumps and lumps. One of the most fabulous things that I've learned along the way is that when I'm beat up or when I feel like I'm down, when I feel like things are not going right for me, one of the most exhilarating things that you can do is turn your attention off yourself and put it on another person. Begin to minister to somebody else. Pray for them. Give them the word. You derive such strength and such 
power when you turn from yourself and you reach out to somebody else. In some of my darkest, toughest hours when things were not going the way that I planned for them to go, when I felt so, you know, discouraged, I turn around and just say the heck with what's going on with me. Let me go talk to somebody else for a while. I still do that to this day. Whenever, whenever I get, you know, hit with something or whatever, I'll go find somebody to go speak a word of encouragement because by doing it, it refreshes me and it brings life back to my spirit. Is everybody with me? Try it sometime. You might like it. Instead of just crying in your own milk and, and, and ducking your head in the sand, go reach out to somebody else. Go pray for somebody. Go pat them on the back. Give them a word of encouragement. That's what Paul did, even though he was probably very discouraged because all he's trying to do is preach the gospel and, and the human side of him is, is probably, oh man, this is tougher. You know, and I felt that way as a leader. I didn't sign up for this. When I came to ministry, I didn't sign up for the insults. I didn't sign up for the, the betrayals. I didn't sign up for the, you know, come on, you know what I'm talking about. People's lack of faithfulness. I didn't sign up for that. But, but, and I'm sure Paul was feeling very much the same way. It's like, I didn't sign up for this, but what he does is he takes it and he turns it and he says, he goes and preaches the word to the disciples and he's strengthening them and encouraging them in their faith. Keep your faith strong. You just keep on moving. Don't worry what comes your way. You just stand up. You just keep moving forward. God's going to go with you. God's going to strengthen you. God's going to help you. God's going to deal with the opposition. Encouraging every step of the way, even though he himself, which just went through a really discouraging time where he's trying to preach and he gets beat up for it. Wow. Wow. Boy, we've got to learn something as believers. Because I, I believe in this day and age, unfortunately, the church has become sissified. Because if everything doesn't go our way, we're ready to quit. We're ready to walk out the door. If we don't like the way, you know, the temperature of the buildings, oh, I'm not going back to church. It's too hot, too cold, too this, too that, too crowded, nowhere to park. I mean, Paul got stoned for his work in the Lord, doing something good and helping people. And he takes that experience and he turns it around and he uses it to encourage us. Say, look, I, I got through it. Yeah, I got stoned and it hurt, but I survived and I'm standing and I'm still preaching and you're going to make it. You're going to make it to the end. Can I get a better amen than that? Now, Proverbs 12:25 says this, Anxiety in the heart of man, excuse me, causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. When someone is down and someone is going through a rough time, a good word makes that heart glad. A word that comes from the Word of God, a word that comes from the Spirit of God, a good word will turn a person around and get him back up on his feet. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be encouraging people with the Word of God, with faith, uh, bolstering their faith and helping them to, to be able to rise up again and to walk through whatever it is that they are facing at that moment of time. Remember, our message is empowering others through encouragement. And, and again, I'm going to keep saying that I'm just, I'm just fearful. I'm concerned that some of us are, have become so waylaid by life that we don't see that we can even encourage anybody else. And we're really not only robbing others of a blessing, but we're robbing ourselves of a blessing. Because through encouraging others, you yourself will be encouraged. You yourself will be encouraged. Remember the verse when, when Jesus talked about how God, in Matthew's gospel, he talked about how God would, I believe it's 
Matthew 6, I think it is, where God, he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. He said, you know, look at the lilies of the field, look at the birds of the air. And he ends all of that. He says, you seek ye first the kingdom of God. That means seek the principles of God's word. Seek God. Seek how to do it God's way. He said, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, whatever you need, God's going to bring it to you. You go and be a conduit of blessing. You go bring a word of encouragement. You bring the word of God. You offer prayer to someone around you and God will see to it that your needs are met. You know why the Dead Sea is dead, by the way? You know the Dead Sea in Israel? You know why it's dead? And I've been there. And you know why it's dead? Because it only takes in and it does, never gives out. The water is stagnant. That's why it's, it's dead. There's nothing living in it because it's totally stagnant water. And it's the same way with, with Christians. We, we, if, if all we do is, is consume and look for our own needs and wants and desires and we never think about anybody else and how we can bless them and be an encouragement to them, we become dead and stagnant spiritually. And I don't want to be dead and stagnant. I want to be alive and flowing and going and receiving and giving and abounding. That's what God has called us to. That's the most, fu- most fulfilling thing that you could ever experience in your life. It's to be used of God in that way, to be an encouragement. Everywhere I go, I seek to be encouraged. I see it in, in the gym. You know, recently there was this young man who came to the church and one of the trainers and he got, uh, he got saved here and he was coming and then he was watching on the internet and anyway he was in his beginning days walking with the Lord. He decided that you know he wanted to do something adventurous so he decided that he was going to go to Japan, doesn't speak a word of Japanese but he's going to Japan and he's going to teach English in one of the schools in Japan to uh, Japanese folks that have a little bit of English but want to become more fluent. So he's going to teach English to them and he took this job for a year. He signed a year contract. And he was a little bit nervous about it. We were talking about it. And I could just see that, you know, that's a big step. So I pulled him aside and I said, Mike, I said, listen, first of all, you know, you follow the dreams in your heart. You, you do whatever you feel led to do and God's going to be with you. I said, he's going to be with you. So I said, listen, the worst thing that could happen is you get there and you say, you know what? I think I made a big mistake, or I just don't like it. You get on the next plane, you come home. Is that a failure? No. What is, you did something that other people would never dare to do. And if you never did it, if you didn't do it, you'd live the rest of your life saying, I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? So I knew at that moment that this young man just needed some encouragement. And I said, well, one of the first things you better do when you get there is find a church. I said, in the meantime, you can plug in and watch over the internet because you need a church so you can keep getting the word. I don't know any churches in Japan, certainly any church in Japan that teaches in English, but hopefully he's going to find some. But I thought, you know, this, this young fellow just needed someone to say, thank you, you know, it's, it's going to be all right. And he thanked me. He said, thank you. Thank you, Ray. He said, because I really appreciate that, those words because that's what I was thinking and you just kind of voiced it for me. So don't be afraid. Don't you even be ashamed. Because you see all these guys in the gym, they're all a bunch of wusses. They wouldn't do it anyway. They're a bunch of wimps. So don't worry about if anybody's going to laugh at you. You just tell them, I did something that you wouldn't even dare to do. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.